Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is discoveringmedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest back here again is Alison Goldwyn. She has just put on or been a part of this wonderful series of the source of wonder, which I was extremely honored to be a part of. She is a woman that She's an event woman. She, she creates events, but everything about her is an event because she has such passion. She says that climate change has brought us to our knees. Change in the emotional climate can bring us to our senses. She is a multi-talented climate alchemist and a founder and creative director of an epic future television re-event called Synchronosatori. It is wonderful to have her back on here again, but she just brought these incredible people together in this wonderful project, The Source of Wonder, which I really encourage everybody to go and listen to. I have every single one of the days right here under The Source of Wonder platform, and you can just go in and listen to all these people that have contributed their time, their wisdom, their passion, their love, whether it's in performances, whether it's just speaking to you, whether it's about their books, songs, and also Alison's song, which opens it up, which is absolutely beautiful. You're going to be hearing this as we close out the show today. This is a woman who absolutely loves what she does. And it's about bringing us all to a higher level of consciousness, a consciousness that understands that we need to come together, that we need when we come together, we are empowerment. We are that symphony that people need to hear. We are that invitation that gets them up to dance. And it is up to each and every one of us to be a part of that orchestra, to be a part of that symphony. And we can be if we just step up. She's not only stepped up, but she's gathered the masses and brought them together. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of what she's done here. And I know there's so much more to come, but I did not want the sorts of wonder event, although it live is over to go off to the twilight zone because it has so much wonderful wisdom and the conductor is right here Alison welcome back my love great to be here Sarah in whatever <laughs> condition in whatever way. welcome to 2020 as it changes the way <laughs> yes yes yeah. what we call a symbol this is a symbol and this is a symbol. Mm -hmm. And this symbol has incited so much violence, <gasps> anger, disruption, emotional eruption. And I was thinking about this symbol, which we call a mask, which is like the ultimate masquerade party that nobody wanted to be invited to. Right, right, right yes. Thing. And yet we wear masks all the time. All the the invisible masks that mask the true self, our true identity from others and from self. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking deeply about this, how fragile the human condition is when it comes right down to it, all the anger, all the rebellion, all of that, which I can even understand in the human, the deepest parts of my humanity, it all winds up being about 
Am I lovable? Am I good enough? Will I be rejected or accepted if I reveal my true self? And not just to other, but to self. Can I self-accept? So people, of course, we hope that you would wear the mask not just to protect others, but to protect mm -hmm. self. But if this mask has such a negative connotation, think about that invisible mask that we all wear. That's what I want to point out, the invisible one that starts to cover up the beauty, the inherent beauty of who we all are. And it is a process. I know, Sarah, it's, it's so good to return to mm. be with you here. And we have lived through, it feels like a lifetime since <laughs> years ago when we, when we convened. But I tell you, it's still and always the same message, isn't it? Yes, it's, it is. It's because yeah. it's a core message. It comes from very yeah. core. It comes from the generator of life. It comes from the source of life. It's a core message. And it's simply that heart symbol love. To learn how to love, learn how to give love, how to live in love, how to be the love. It's all about love. Love for the planet, love for each other, love for ourselves, love in everything that we do, which I know you do. You exude that love in the passion of what you do. And when you step into that love, you become the love. You know, mm -hmm. you ignite that love in others because you, your love runneth over. Why are you so afraid of love? Oh, my God. I, I, well, honestly, we are so afraid of it, I think, because we're so afraid of losing it. If mm. we even get some of that, even if we're lucky enough to taste a little of that, oh, my God, that opens up vast reserves of longing and desire, even even if we were lucky enough to be born into the most loving parental structure, yeah. or we were lucky enough to have a mentor who loved us through much of our early stage of life or whatever stage of life, the longing never goes away. Yeah. And then we've got the compounded societal mm. pressure against being loved. So we're fighting not only this inner childlike longing that's always there, but the the billions of others of us, which becomes the community. It's, it's almost like uh, swimming upstream without a paddle, but as you say, source yeah. is, is our everything. Connect. It is it's everything. Um, yeah. I had a show on last week, which came from a conversation of a show that I was on. And it, and it was about, you know, being willing to feel. And so many people shut their heart down. Uh, it was hurt once. I was hurt once. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to open up myself to that pain again. And I said, but without that pain, without opening up your heart, you never hear the wisdom from the soul. You never understand what the heart is really here to do. You never understand how to engage or connect with your spirit, with your, with your, um, with your mind. Because if you're just locked up in your head in pain, repeating it all the time, and your heart isn't open, you cannot achieve anything. The soul can't speak to a closed heart. You need to open up that heart. And when we do open that beautiful vulnerability and trust, our heart, then we actually understand what we need, what the planet needs, what we all need together, and how we can do it together. Because that then becomes the invitation, doesn't it? My heart is in it. Come and join me. Yes, yes. I, I've always admired your eloquence and your ability to just let the loving wisdom flow. And it 
<laughs> so I just say that right off the bat. And also the fact that in this oh, COVID, how often we have said that word this year, yes. this pandemic -y, panicky, pandemic -y, <laughs> covid -y. You're full of COVIDios. I yes, must say. Yes. A lot of hurricane, just yeah. whirlwind of a hurricane, yeah. <laughs> but what it is doing, and it is really a toughie to say this and to trust this, it is a kind of a heart-opening experience. Yes. Now, the question is, and believe me, I understand this as well as anybody, will we hold that open space once this comet has passed? What kind of a taillight is that going to leave? Are we going to finally um, exceed yet another blip on the radar of history? This time, are we going to, or will we make an incremental growth spurt? But I don't, I don't imagine that we're going to go from, from zero to you know, 500 all at once, but I really urge and encourage people to understand the importance, symbolic and the literal importance of this year, because when things are going along okay or great, um, or just on autopilot for that matter, that is somehow not a call for most people's heart to open. Right. It seems mm. that it takes some kind of uh, catastrophe. I don't really understand why, but this seems to mm. be the way that then produces that vulnerable underbelly of humanity, exposes it to the light of day. Very painful, can be very, for some people, it can be quite beautiful, but for most, it's quite tumultuous. And um, I liken this moment, therefore, to a kind of birth on earth, the mm. birth contractions of which are accelerating and intensifying. And Lord knows, we're all born without a conscious, at least, choice or a user yes. manual. So we can't expect any of us to recall how to birth ourselves. And that's exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. Our phase of the emerging through that dark tunnel into the light of day are we experiencing right now? And it's coming at different levels and different intensities for different people. So it's a phenomenon. It is, yes. It? Yeah. Yes. And we have to tread gently, yeah. as you have said so many times, Hard to do when you're raw and you're yeah. you're stressed and you're you're clinging to every last vine just to get by. Right, you know, um, I'm an asthmatic, yeah. so and I I was one time uh, interviewing someone. Fortunately, it was a woman of 15 kids, so perfect person to happen to. And I went into an asthma attack. I'd never seen myself do that before, and uh, and it was quite scary to actually see myself because I didn't realize I contorted. Everything about me went tense, and literally my face, you know, I'm coughing, and the eyes of mouth, you know, doing, you know, and it was like, oh my god, I look like a freak show. And uh, I mean, she's just really calm, saying, "It's okay, dear. It's okay, dear. Take your time, dear." You know, and thank God it was her. And then, you know, got my lungs back, and we continued with the interview. But it reminded me, um, you know. I was losing breath. What happens when you lose breath? Everything tightens up, right? 
in order to breathe and release ourselves, we need to take that deep breath and get oxygen into our lungs so everything can open up. In many ways, we've been holding our breath for so long. And, you know, now it is the time to open up those lungs and take that breath, relax that body, come out of that tension. Because we can't live in it all the time. We lose breath in that way. You know, the universe is here to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. And we've been shaken and we've been woken and we've been invited to stand up and we are changing it up because some of us through this hurricane have said, no, 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 I'm not accepting the hurricane. I realize it's there, but you're not going to get me in that. I am not going to be a part of that hurricane. I'm going to breathe however hard it is. And that, I think, is the invitation right now. Do you want to still go contracted where your anger and your hate and everything else holds you? Or do you want to let go and take that deep breath and open up and change? Because that is what it is. Please stand up and stand up and unite first and foremost with your heart. Because if you're not heart engaged, you can't be engaged in anything else. Oh, so, so true. And look, um, you said something just now that um, evoked in me a sense of parental nourishment and nurturing um, to make it be okay. There, see, there's very little leadership or, or just conversation mm. about holding the collective body, the collective global family in an embrace yes. and saying, okay, honey. We got you. We're all feeling it. Mm. Cry. Let it out. Let it out, like you're saying, yes. because the contraction, there's another way of letting it out, and it does have to come out. There's yes. a huge grieving. But if we don't have any benevolent voice that's saying to us, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Into this. We can do this. Okay, let's cry together. Let's yeah. get angry together yes. with respect to one another as we're going through it. Right. And with leadership, because leadership needs this exhale as yes. well. Yes. As well. Yes. And uh, they are as tense in their quote unquote parental role models mm -hmm. or their power structures as the rest of us. I know that's hard to believe, but they too are humans. Now it doesn't make their policy or their, their um, response to chaos and catastrophe necessarily right. They're, some of them are trying to do the best others are doing what they've habitually done. And some of them are the shoot stirrers. Yes. <laughs> They're the ones that actually kind of, you know, make that hurricane gather even more people in the hysteria, right? Because yes, that's, indeed. yeah. But, but we needed them anyway, because they're the ones that shaking things up. That's right. And that's a tough, that's a mm. tough thing for most people yeah. to acknowledge. Mm. So the compassion that we're, that you and I and others are trying to bring to the, the very noisy, very um, over- uh, how do we say over something? I don't even know what the word is tonight. Uh, conversation <laughs> is to not chill out, but okay, let it out. Yes. But let it out instead of like this, mm -hmm. as you crunched like up. This. Yeah. Yeah. Not crunched over, but okay. Oh, yes. Help me. Oh my God Almighty, help me. This way, it's open and it's a surrender position yes. in the anxiety, in the anger, in the fear, in the heartache and the heartbreak. But it's an 
open position and there's a huge difference as, as massively massively um, um yeah the, the thing about being open and saying i surrender i i'm i am open means you've opened up your heart now your soul can come in that source of wisdom can come in and resonate in truth with your heart it can speak to your spirit into actinism and your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it but if your heart is closed down if everything is shut down the wisdom can't reach you the source can't reach you we have to open up for that knowledge to come to us and guide us forward because after all that's what we're wanting we're wanting guidance forward how do i navigate these tumultuous waters well open up to source let it guide your heart, let it guide your spirit. It will guide your mind and you'll know where you need to go. Exactly. And please, please, everyone, as she says to herself, <laughs> don't <laughs> recontract when this is over. Right. When, when no. it has passed. As I said in the source event, because I, I like you, and I want to say thank you for your extraordinary presence on the source of wonder. Oh, uh, Honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Uh, it was my, my joy and my privilege. I produced it with Nora Cesar, uh, and it was a labor of love on behalf I could tell. of mm -hmm. the Sionges and Irvin Laszlo. F phenomenal people who participated, and I hope your viewers and listeners will tune in. Mm -hmm. But what I was saying in my presentation as part of that event was uh, let this not be um, another blip on the radar of history and to be vigilant in a loving way about that muscle, this spiritual musculature that like every muscle in our body has a habitual position that it contracts back into. That's why people go to work out at the fitness clubs yes. or to get their cars tuned up or their computers rebooted because things get clogged, um, things recontract. We want to avoid after this immensely painful and tumultuous and opening year is not to fall back. We right. fell back um, even after 9-11 which was a powerful jolt. Uh, in the months that followed, there was this... Camaraderie. There was a camaraderie, but following that camaraderie, there was a little bit of this, you know, repositioning the habitual stance. It took, you know, many years to come back to sort of where we were before 9-11, even though things have never been the same since. But there's still this tendency to want to go back, to want to go to autopilot, to want to go to mm. what's familiar, what's known, what is perceived as safe, because it's familiar. Even when it's uncomfortable, the familiarity oftentimes overpowers. And that's a fascination. So how do you tell people to trust in the unknown? Because the fear of the unknown tends to be about um, something dangerous and ominous. It can be, but it also can be something wondrous. How do we help people? Well, I think one of the reasons I think people have to have a damn good look at their life and go, am I already living in the horror show? Am I happy? You know, do I get up every day really looking forward to go to work or you know, coming home to my family? Do, do I feel that my life is fruitful? Do I feel I'm a contributor? 
not just to the household, but to to the economy or to the environment or to, you know, to life itself. Am I a contributor or am I a burden? Um, and the burden is, is, is when you are take, take, taking and not giving back. Uh, and I think people have to have this conversation with themselves. Okay, you're in the safe zone. You're mindlessly doing what you did yesterday and the day before, but are you getting any joy out of it? Do you even know what joy is? And if your answer to that is no, then you have to be willing to change. And that means you may have to go through this self-discovery of, <laughs> of what is holding you back, how to open up your heart, how to release the pain from before that's held you back in mistrust. Um, and to give birth to yourself, which can be painful. But when you're holding yourself as a newborn again, and, mm -hmm. you, and you're going, gosh, this whole canvas is for me to paint now, to mm -hmm. paint the life I want, uh, because I am coming from heart, I'm coming from soul, my spirit is ignited. Then you realize that all of it was worth it. But you know, it comes down to that question to the people, do you really love your life? And if you don't, what are you going to do about it? And if mm -hmm. your answer is, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to say, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. you're, you're just living in a safe zone. It doesn't mean it's a good zone or that it is even safe because how long can you continue like that before the body of the psyche and everything else breaks down, right? Because yeah. disconnect and dis-ease within the body causes disease. Yeah. So it's imperative that we ignite that heart, soul, and spirit because that's also what keeps us healthier, happier, more productive and resonating at a higher frequency and higher vibration that embraces everybody that exuberance for life you've got it in droves but at the same time you know you know the challenges you know we had on our facebook conversation where i said i had to shut down for a few days to rejuvenate and you would say i'm just you know obviously exhausted after doing this event and it's okay to take time out for yourself and nurture yourself it's imperative isn't it it is. I, would, I was so relieved. Here's a wonderful example also of how one person's self-care empowers another. I saw you post that on Facebook. And I, I said to myself, to my innards, oh, yes, thank you. I will go to my bed now. <laughs> I can recover Yes. Now, if we can spread that exponentially, I'm not saying that that is the solution for your humanity. But sometimes it is. Just go flatten out and yes. rejuvenate See, your I, energy. Right. Uh, well, I'm wondering if, if people had been told in advance, okay, there's going to be a year off. Uh, Earth is going to be closed for renovation. So would you, now that you know that in advance, would you like to just take some time off and go into the covers and relax? You see, it came at us like an assault. Uh, you know, we were broadsided. So who, who knew? Okay, I, I don't know if people knew in advance, but who knew that this was coming? And because of the panic, understandably, overtook the opportunity that might be gleaned in these kinds of upheavals. And not everybody was in a safe zone where they could right. relax, but there was opportunity. But who gave us the permission? The fear was overriding. Right. I think this also a little bit like the metaphor of the, um, the faucet. You know, a, a, a rusty faucet that hasn't been used in ages. And you turn it on. And the first thing that you get is the erratic spurts and 
bursts and the gunk. And the, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know if we could even call it water, but there are people that even have to drink that to survive and <laughs> yes, survive. So, yeah. so after that runs a little while, we start to see that clear and steady stream. And in a sense, that may be what is being asked of humanity right now to trust that right now we're in that early stage yet again throughout history we get these calls early stage of because for so to learn you have to keep yes. going back to the starting point yes. <laughs> but we're in those early stages yet again will we um go with the flow this time yes. so to speak and allow that that phase of the dirty and erratic spurts to level off. And I believe that they will, but I come back to the same old, same old, what will be in the aftermath? And if it's something at all positive, will we hold that or will the child in us uh, go back to the fear position looking for a parent figure out there to, um, to encourage us to stay open, stay limber, and surrender. Source, as you have said in so many ways at so many times, and others say this too, it's real. Mm -hmm. I know we speak a lot in the, shall we say, the consciousness community uh, conceptually. But what is really interesting, and if you saw it in me and my exuberance for what I do, mm -hmm. my passion, my joy, I've worked for that yes. and what I worked for was softening and surrendering and constantly just working that muscle of defensiveness uh, which is born of fear and insecurity of wanting to be loved and constantly minding it being mindful of it and learning to have a loving parental relationship with it. There really is this inner child in everybody. It is not cliche. And it's not something that is only relegated to certain people who are not privileged. We all have it. It's part of the human condition. So how we learn to self-parent is going to be a reflection of what kind of community, society, and leadership we eventually see and seed. And this takes time. Uh, so it took me time. And you know how I started the process? I started it. I was, I was more of a fashionista in my life. Mm -hmm. I was one of these well-intended but rather superficial people who was married to that whole materialism thing. Mm -hmm. Though I wasn't, you know, on the fast track, I wasn't in the jet set, but I was captivated by it. And I'll be honest with you, there are still remnants of that. Oh, yes. But one day after a very, very um, long sustained period of, I would call it my dark night of my soul mm -hmm. for years, it went on for years. Uh, a very dear and wise soul told me to go to a tree. And if I tell you that my relationship to tree, to nature was what I now tell others, 
like some noun over there. <laughs> I said, why, why shall I go to a tree? What's going to happen if I go to a tree? What are you going to tell me to hug it? And the person said, just go to the tree. Just be by a tree for a few moments. Just see what happens. And I kid you not, that was the aperture, was the portal. May not be the same for somebody else, but through that moment came other moments and my awareness, mm -hmm. I guess it was plenty ready because I was so vulnerable, so miserable and so distraught. It was an existential crisis that I had been in for a sustained period. So I was already somewhat open and predisposed to something and something walked into my life through, in this case, the tree. And from there, my perceptions started to shift. My awareness started to become more sensitive, more acute. And I had a few very unusual experiences that actually, for me, vivified what we will call energy or source or whatever you want to call it, but this greater uh, experience of life and it's never left me and I, I am imbued with that permanently now but it's a gift yes. precious spirit Yes. I mean, that's the willingness, though, isn't it? You know, I look at the world at the present moment and it's divided. You know, so many places have such division. And North America, you know, the States specifically, huge amount of divide right now, which is we can, you can almost see, you can draw it down the line. This has been an invitation for those who have wanted to ignite into the consciousness. Uh, who've wanted to believe that there is something more than the chaos, uh, who have wanted to elevate. This has been an invitation for them to not hold themselves back, but to propel themselves forward. And we've seen such innovations and such creativeness and so many people step forth to, to be that light unto themselves and unto others. The others, it's also been an enormous, the invitation was there, but instead it's brought out the anger and the angst and the, the sense of betrayal, because instead of being willing to go in and nurture their own child, their own loss, they're still in the blame game of it's an external thing until they expire that anger mm -hmm. and expire that hate and get to a point where, well, where, where's that got me? I'm now sick or I'm now empty. You know, I just haven't got any, any more hate in me to give. You know, surely there must be something different. And for some, it will then be their redirect. But for others, they will go by the way of the dinosaurs. Because it, they, unless you are willing to open up your heart, and I believe this year, and I said at the beginning of the year, something is coming. Because that saying of shake us up, wake us up, step up and change it up came to me two and a half years ago. I said at the beginning of the year, something is coming to change humanity. Didn't know what it was, didn't know it was going to be a, a, you know, a global pandemic, but I knew something was coming to shake us up because mm -hmm. we had to step up. And I think what we're going to see right now, uh, people like you and I and people that are, have been riding that consciousness for a long time, stepping it up even more to, to give a platform that invites even more people to understand the ignition of their consciousness, the opening of the heart. And we're going to see that come more into, into 
the the new way of living the way where everybody chooses to live in that way because it's more harmonious because it's more collaborative it's more cohesive it's more compassionate and we don't want to go back to that hate we've seen so much of it in this last year mm. and in the north america right now is at a height it really is and we look at it and we go oh god it hurts to look at it it hurts to hear it i don't want ever to go down that road we've made a conscious choice not to to step into compassion i have compassion for those people because they're so lost but unfortunately our life's journey is our choice and we're here to connect with ourselves and bring forth the gift that we were given and if we're not willing to do that in this lifetime you'll come back again and again and again until you are so that's their journey we're all responsible for it but those that have stepped into that light we need to make sure that this light keeps shining bright for those that choose to leave that hate and come into love and exude that love and extend that love even more i do believe this is the turning point for humanity but it does leave people behind i so well i i so hope that you're right that this really is the turning point because we know historically there are there are dates and in time in history where they say okay now it's what 2012 was supposed to be it or 2000 or you know the end of and, the world millennial yes <laughs> yes i certainly remember that i remember i remember where i was in fact in 1999 i was on the banks of the seine in paris with my uh, it was then called Hands Around the World, Humanity Celebrates the Millennium. Mm -hmm. This was my big global event, which I'll talk about shortly. And I was, I, I realized that, okay, the millennium is here. The event is not. It's time to end that, that dream. And I tried to tear up the folder. I had uh, thousands of these fabulous uh, PR folders that had been sent out to all manner of, you know, from politicos to top people in the advertising industry or celebrities to generate uh, some buzz in the years prior to the millennium. So I tried to tear it up uh, and cast it and burn it and then send it off onto the sand, you know, like yes. a good yeah. I remember it was impossible to tear the folder. It would not, I don't know what it was made of, rubber? I thought it was made of paper. <laughs> but the thing would not, finally, um, I managed to just grab something and a piece of it broke off. And I, I just, I think it was one of the continents, was it Asia or Russia? It, because it was the different continents on this PR uh, poster kind of folder. And I, I just set that little chunk, one continental chunk <laughs> off on the thing. <laughs> With sprinkling and spraying light at night and everyone was cheering. Well, my God, here we are um, umpteen years later. And uh, you said something that's so, so invaluable. Choice. Yes. This is a loaded word. Mm. Okay. You've, you, you want to rebel against not having choice to wear this. Okay. You're going to rebel. But you also have a choice how to perceive this. If somehow magically everyone, I see the light is... <laughs> Told me about the light. I'm fading and in and out. <laughs> Strobe going on a disco. <laughs> this, if everyone 
on earth, for example, was somehow magically given a uh, $100,000 euros, whatever is the equivalent, to wear this for the next two months. I guarantee you that most people will shift their perception about what this symbolizes. And that is simply um, an example of choice. Yeah. There is a choice how to perceive everything. That's hard for me to say because it's really hard to do in certain circumstances, yes. you know, but that is a reality. And so I hope that people hold that kernel. If nothing else, if there's nothing else to hold on to right now, and one feels like one is truly bobbing in the middle of the, the most violent storm, I've been told that there is in fact a way to choose to perceive that differently. Now, look, I've been in my own stormy dark night of the soul, as I've told you for years, and there were really, really rough spots. And I had to dig to the deepest reserves inside of me to try to perceive differently. And it didn't always work, but sometimes it did. And so I kept trying. That's all I want to encourage yes. that people be just trust, trust that you don't have control over the results, but you do have control over the choice to consider that there might be an alternative response. And then from there, energy can find its way in, in its time, in its way. It's not going to be necessarily how we expect it. Never is. Never is how we expected it. Indeed. Indeed. I felt it too. Listen, you felt the, the rumblings uh, mm. two, two and a half years ago. Uh, I know that... Um, early in January, like the first few days in January in this year, I found myself, I was dining out uh, with uh, some people and this inexplicable wave of beyond sadness mm. came over me and I started to, it wasn't sobbing. I was just crying in a, in a state of suspended animation almost. It was non-stop and I just felt I have not ever felt this way before I can't describe it but I know you and other sensitives would mm -hmm. understand what I'm talking about so however one is sensing something if we're open and connecting and trying to constantly stay open in there to hearing we're going to get we're going to get messages or prompts or um, uh, senses of things. And these things sometimes are there to help navigate the ride, to sort of nudge us in. And sometimes it's in the most infinitesimal way, right? Yes. You know, just get a slight prompting like that. Instead of going like that, it's yeah. like, it's so subtle that it's important to quiet down mm -hmm. and practice that so you can hear it or fe feel it, sense it. I I'm learning, I'm learning. But. Well, this is why a pause is very important. And this is why I feel you hear so much more in silence and in stillness. Um, this is why we say go to nature. 
the trees have an most amazing matrix of communication with each other. They don't care what kind of tree you are, old, young, <laughs> fern, willow, they don't care. The matrix supports each other, uh, communicates with each other. They are solid as a forest. Um, and we can be that way ourselves as human beings, that algorithm uh, that we have of connection, vibrational connection. When you say, I don't know, I just connect with you. I'm on the same wavelength. You know, I can feel your energy source. You know, this is where we are connecting beyond words, beyond action. And if we can ride together in this beautiful symphony, we could actually understand that each and every one of our instruments is important. Every single one of our instruments is important. And to bring it to that orchestra of life and create that symphony that resonates out and invites out to people is important. And it doesn't matter if you're just doing the triangle or if you're doing a solo, who cares? You know, the whole point is we need everybody. And when everybody knows that, yes, life can be painful sometimes. Life can be sorrowful sometimes. Don't shut down to avoid it. Go through it. It's there for a reason. And you may not understand it while you're going through it, but you'll understand it later when you look back on it. And sometimes just like I had to flatten myself for a few days and I gave you permission to do the same, that big sigh and sob that you had, it was a, a release and even a preparation of what is to come, is we don't have to overanalyze everything. Sometimes we just have to be in the moment of whatever that emotion is and be willing to to go through it if you need to cry cry i don't know what i'm crying about it doesn't matter just cry let it out if it's a, a time you need to throw your arms around yourself do so a time you need to just sleep because your body needs that do so please take care of yourself because you can't contribute anything else to anyone else and we are asking humanity to step up cohesively to come together as individuals to the collective to create that symphony because this is where the energy is going this is where the freak i've been saying now for years mm -hmm. the universe is turning the volume up on us every year another notch and another notch and another notch of awakening and people are awakening the souls and hearts are awakening and they realize my god i haven't lived until now and this is the wake up call that we're having at the moment and people are waking up. Those that have woken will not go back. Right. They will not go back because we're all on a different energy plane right now. Exactly. That's very reassuring that at least for all one's hard, hard earned efforts, uh, there isn't any turning back. No. And there are a lot of people that don't have a place to go for comfort. Right. And the idea, the notion of going to oneself for that comfort is really alien. You know, you want to talk about aliens out there and they talk about that maybe they're aliens. They're, we are living on a planet of nearly 8 billion aliens. Mm -hmm. We are alienated, alienation, yes. alien nations from self and other and the most critical alienation is from self there which is where source is well. yes 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 so again what you're saying is so important that people even if you don't trust it even if you don't understand it even if it seems absurd like the tree was for me mm -hmm. 
just when you need comfort and you cannot find it from something out there or someone out there, you just can't, just acknowledge your existence or acknowledge something that is a through line for your experience of momentary love. I hope that most people, if not everyone, has experienced a moment of love for someone or something in their lifetime. And if one has had even that moment, as I said in my presentation, even if it's the taste of a potato chip on one's palate and they loved that, let that little seed of love be your reference point. And then you can cultivate that. I mean, it's again, it's a process, but it's a starting point. It's yes. a seed. It's ignition. And ignition. Right. The keys is ignition. Exactly. Yes. Yes. yes, exactly. But and you know what? For people like you who've put on this incredible source of wonder, which um I got, how gosh, how many hours was it? About 15, 16 hours collectively? <laughs> For all I know, it's still going on, but it was about 13, 13 hours, I think. Yes. It was two weekends, yes. four days. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you've put it together. And the thing is, if you say, well, I don't know how. I want to, but I don't know how. Well, mm -hmm. listening to the source of wonder, where people are, who have already embraced that source, are already living in that wonderment, who are already expressing themselves, they're there to show you the way. They're there to push more buttons to ignite it within yourself. They're there to share the skills and the tools that you can apply to yourself. You are never alone. I've got 2,700 shows here of people that have embraced that light. And if you listen and you learn and you apply, you awaken. But it's, it don't just stand there and say, well, I don't know where to go, what to do. There is plenty of material out there. You've got 13 odd hours of it just in that one program. In our Let's Get Synced series, we yes. did a whole wonderful series. We have a lot of people that were actually in that event too, where, you know, an hour or two hours each show of incredible passion and information and an in, invitation and an enlightenment. It's there for us. This is why you do what you do. This is why I do what I do. We're here to show you you're not alone. You don't have to go through this alone. We may have. Right. We may have. But that doesn't mean you have to because we're going to share that passion and that conviction and that, that reason for igniting yourself. And when you do and you go through that process and you give birth to yourself and, and you realize, oh, God, I'm finally living what took me so long. Right. And that's that's the jubilation we want you to have. But you're not alone. You've got to do it alone in the sense that you've got to be the one to participate in your own action and your own actionism. Right. You've got to be a participant in your own life. But we're here with all that wonderful wisdom for you that is there to encourage you and invite you and nurture you along the way. Oh, God, yes. And thank God, uh, the, the Source of Wonder event and self-discovery media and um, so many, so many blossoming, burgeoning other wonderful endeavors that are out there are, are uh, blooming more and more in a very fertile soil. Uh, speaking of soil, you know, the, the whole issue, because everything is coming to the fore, right? Including right. climate change, the climate crisis. Um, and... I want to say 
to the people that, uh, to the climate deniers, I understand that too. I, I can understand because in a sense, they are right. The climate is always changing, you know, but so is the population. It's popping up all over the place in places it previously hadn't yeah. and in places that it can no longer sustainably due to the fact that the earth itself is not constantly changing. The size of the earth is yeah. the size that it is. And so the fact that over industrialization, even in all of its innovation at the time, has prompted um, an acceleration and intensification of what might have taken us originally maybe a thousand years to get yes. to, which is called the sixth mass extinction. So in a sense, they're right. Yes, the climate is always changing, but the fact of the matter is the population is not, it's growing. And as it grows and it needs more, there are more demands, more mouths to feed housing and coupling that with the dynamics of the change of the climate to such an extent that it is working in the opposite direction of the population explosion, it's a perfect storm. Yeah. So that's critical to understand that climate change and changing the emotional climate are really opposite halves of the same coin. Because if we shift our disposition towards self and other, then the behaviors and the policies and the procedures and the, the entire orientation of a civilization that is living here amongst many other species will, um, will work differently, will accommodate itself and its environment, I believe more harmoniously. So it's all intrinsically linked. And that's, I, I, I am sometimes very sorry that there's such vitriol even amongst um, that division. You know, we've got the geopolitical and then we have the climate and we've got all these, you know, very serious issues, cybersecurity, education, health. Um, and so sometimes these divisions that seem to be absolutely diametrically opposed have through lines, there's a thread. There may be um, a connecting fissure, um, filament, not a fissure, fissure is a crack, a filament. So that in that little tiny filament that has a connecting point, maybe we can reorient our focus towards that, towards the, the center. I wanna say one other thing too, because you, <clears throat> you beautifully express the dynamic of the symphony mm -hmm. and that every note is so vital and precious uh, individually to the collective. Mm -hmm. And this is another thing that I feel has uh, been warred over in its own way. You look at social media, social yes. media, social yes. media. <laughs> it's medieval. Yes, the medieval. In some ways, yes. And if you siphon that down to its essence, what is it? It is simply, again, the need, the desperate need for all of us to be seen and heard and valued and 
uh, feel we've got some kind of worth that we matter and that we're loved even just as is. So that desperation that is being played out also on social media is yet another reflection of the, the prism, the, 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 the angle where the light currently is catching us uh, on the not so attractive side of our global selfie. Yeah, and, exactly. But yeah. you know, that's the contrast. <clears throat> Having the contrast we can look at and go, <clears throat> I could be just a hair away from that. You know, and at some point, my life has been about me, 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 because that's the exploration. And, and a lot of people are chasing me and the importance of me through the validation of others. And so that's what social media a lot is about. Now, you know, people will bash social media, but if you use it in the wrong way, yes, again, it's an algorithm. It's going to feed what you're feeding. So if you're going to be feeding the stirring up, the discontent, the hate, that is what the algorithm is going to give you. But if you're feeding the support and the camaraderie and the exploration, that is what you're going to get. But that goes not beyond social media, that goes on your invitation vibrationally in life. What you put out is what you're going to receive. So you have to ask yourself, yes, you can be angry. Who wouldn't be angry about 2020? It's been a tumultuous year. But instead of being angry, okay, you're allowed your moment of anger, get it over with, right? But now look at it, what's the opportunity? Where's my opportunity in it? What, what was the invitation to me personally to what I can do to be a contributor? Which I use the word quite often, contributor, because we are here to contribute. We're here to, to share ourselves with the collective in order to make this a better world for us all to live in. It's, it's a time where we have that choice again to what are we going to step into mm. and you know certainly here in north america you know in america with the election you know the the um the bashing that would come up and the people who would disagree with you and and then the loathing and the hate that would come out and it's like this is only a reflection of who you are it's not a reflection of who you are deep down inside because you won't even let that person out it's a, it's a reflection of your own discontent. Mm -hmm. And we have to ask ourselves, if we're reacting to this, what the hell is going on in our lives that we could so easily react? What, what is it saying about us? And where are we going to take that responsibility? You know, I don't like that action. I don't like the fact I said that I responded in that way. That's not me. Then why are you doing it? What's disconnected in you? Because we need to make that connection. Our planet has basically been raped and pillaged now for, for how long? We were given this bill of goods so that more is more, that you had to have more. Houses had to be bigger, cars had to be faster. Every person I've interviewed that bought into the more is more either ended up being very sick, cancer, heart disease, you name it, tumors on the brain, walked away from all of that to go and do something they really loved and now they truly feel abundant and enriched and they live on a great deal less and they are more enriched than they ever were with the riches that they had. Priorities. More does not mean you're going to be more happy. Happiness is an inside job. That's really where the abundance lies and you have to be willing to take the journey and do the work in order to open that up because it's waiting for you. This, this is powerful. And this is 
a, a, a very strong reflection of the Western mm -hmm. cultures. And it's a, it, it then it creates, well, first of all, anger. Anger is an identity like uh, everything else. And so people that uh, hold on to their anger, um, I can understand that they do that for fear that there is no other identity right. or, uh, or I guess it's almost like a life raft. It's something to cling on to. And it becomes, I suppose, uh, more ingrained. It, it's like the centrifugal force. You know, mm -hmm. the more that you spin in that, the more you're in the grip. Yes. You're in the hurricane. How do you get out? Yeah, how do you get out? <laughs> yes. And that hurricane is not just relegated to one nation over there because we are, <laughs> sorry guys, but we're a global dysfunctional family. Of yes. Infinity on a tiny spit of land called Earth. And that is the reality. You could call it a prearranged marriage that nobody asked to be <laughs> brought into, but that's the reality. It does not mean you have to love everybody, and it does not mean you have to like anybody. The respect and yes. the care is what is going to drive the engine. But when one nation who has been reared on this Western, you know, opulence. Uh, yes, opulence, and markets it so beautifully and so creatively and cleverly to the rest of the world. It is understandable that even these other societies that were not raised with that kind of value system, but may have been more internally, yeah. or will still be feeling um, left out of the party, left out of the, you know, the fruits of whatever, you know, the cherries on the cake. Everyone yeah. wants to feel a sense of belonging. And so that's as true for the individual as it is for the collective. And it uh, makes me think of simple. Yes. Makes me think of John Bunzel, yes. uh, his simple simultaneous policy. I'm going to give a little plug. Yes. In fact, here, I've got the if anybody has nothing to read over the holidays, <laughs> the US version and the EU, so to speak, version, it's so important to understand the psychohistory, as Nick Duffel refers to it, of what brought us over the epochs to this critical point that we're in. And to understand that leaders of nations and corporations are themselves gripped in this um, untenable um, DGC, destructive global competition. That's what John calls it. Uh, and that they cannot effectuate the kind of policy, uh, sweeping legislation on behalf of those key global issues and on behalf of their better angels that they may want to uh, if they go it alone or if they do so only in the minority because that goes against the very tenets of competitive business, mm -hmm. uh, you know, too great a fiscal risk or incurring fiscal losses. And so the idea of a multilateral call where all um, nations, leaders of nations and corporations, as well as the voting public come together to acknowledge those handful of key global issues that are going to make or break us all. 
is is terribly important. It could be really the make or break for the geopolitical landscape in the yeah. future. And leadership, I understand the notion of power, very seductive power. And especially when one does not feel empowered from within, yeah. mm -hmm. the power and the, the taste of power is that much more seductive. So this is something that's very important um, from the interpersonal uh, sense of, of nurturing the sense of one's source, power source, as well as uh, feeding that to the leadership that's currently out there and the future leadership that will be voted in depending on our disposition. Right. Which I think that, you know, that shift, that change is most certainly taking place now. And I, I got to interview John, you know, for the Let's Get Sync series. And, and, it's been, and it's been very, very well received. And I know he was in a cabin where it was extremely hot. So the poor guy was sweating like crazy. But um, yeah, another person was Robert Geerk. And, you know, I've often referred to him in, in shows because of his pure necessity, which yes. is, you know, people, planet before profit. And it's such a simple concept. If you invest in the people and you invest in the planet, they will always be there and produce profit for you. If you are, which has been, and it's still practiced in certain parts of the world, profit at the expense of the people and planet, everybody's a loser. Yes, Absolutely. I never understood. I, Sarah, I never even understood that if I was uh, some kind of a power mongering leader, if I was, wouldn't I at least want to have, and this is a terrible extreme to use, but wouldn't I at least want to have somebody to be powerful over? But that they're defying no, no. very nature yeah. of even that. No. no, but but you have to understand there are certain leaders out there, and there's another uh, um, a trilogy show I have on narcissism, which was such an eye opener, and we have three or four very high narcissistic people running their countries. And narcissists, it's about me, myself, and I. And if you don't agree with me, therefore you are against me. And they do not work for the people. The people are there to work for them. And when you've got narcissists in power, that's when they don't care if they literally cut the legs off everything as long as they benefit in the now. Yeah. And they don't look long term. They, they can't. They're, they're living in the paranoia all the time. And we have to be careful who we put in power because we need put people in power that use the word empower. They're there to empower their nation. They're there to uh, enrich their nation, not to step into power and ego and riches of their own device. If a truly abundant country is that that has been empowered by their leaders. And mm -hmm. to remember, the leaders are working for the people, which a lot of leaders forget. Yes, yes. This is, this is a very deeply ingrained uh, paradigm. Yes. And uh, so that's one of the reasons, yeah, Robert's uh, Purinesity is a terrific platform, as is simple. And yes. I think And the thing is, they're both simple. Yeah, they, they, they really are. are. I mean, they're both, yeah. you know, simple concepts that are yes. very achievable. Yes, they are. Um, and I've, I've often said that within Al Gore's climate reality uh, group, um, that the necessity for something like simple in order yeah. to propel these policies that um, many wish 
to uphold with the Paris Accords, but can't seem to. Because if it's an all for one or none for all yeah. proposition, yeah. it really is, then multilateral becomes a very dynamic win-win uh, game changer for nearly everyone. It's not socialism. Uh, I don't want people to misunderstand. Uh, there, there's still, I mean, something like Simple's Global Governance Platform, they really respect the inherent integrity of national sovereignty yes. and policy at the local level while only addressing what would be those key global issues like yeah. um, a unison you know, yeah that's right. and yeah. the unison is key because yes. if every country more or less works together at the same time on behalf of then that drives down the risks and the yes it, it also takes away competitive exactly. because you know the competitiveness yeah. is is yeah. slicing and dicing and yeah. you know and when a collaboration is enriching uh, you know another young man uh, that you sent me to is prashang Oh, Prashang is... Uh, you know, oh, I said that. You know, I, he gave me two hours. What young man at 23 gives you two hours? And he's in a suit and tie. And I know he's sweating like crazy because it was really hot where he was. And he is, he is just, you know... Uh, I mean, I said to him all the way through, you are a future leader. And he's uh, he was since invited me to, to be a part of this educational platform that they put forth of enticing new environmentalists in from his country and i was very honored to to be invited um he was his youtube of of it was, really had so many listeners and considering it's two hours a young man talking about you know environmentalism and also talking about waste you know wanting to change the whole waste platform in his country it was just i've interviewed a few people of late in their 20s and i just i know the you know our future in their hands is in good shape Yes, and we need to be behind more of these people because they are born leaders and they're not leaders, the egomaniacs and want the power. They're leaders because they want to incorporate that equality for their people and for the environment and for future generations. And so that's why they really are true leaders. Yeah, he, he Pesheng has such integrity and yeah. such poise and presence. Yes. And it's absolutely evident uh, in in the young generations that are coming up. I really see that more and more amidst uh, all of the chaos and all of the, you know, this dissenting um, opinion about so many things, but there's a real um, a seed of great caring. Yeah. Uh, and I, I pray to God that that continues to grow, but we're, we're nourishing and nurturing their soil, aren't we? Well, yeah, you know, we're nurturing those seeds. And, yeah. uh, and the thing is, is it's something to remember when you plant seeds, you water and you nurture them, but you don't dictate their growth. They will grow as they grow. The more you nurture and water and love and believe in those seeds that they are going to grow when they do grow, they will grow fruitfully. And that's the thing. Don't tug on them. Don't demand them. Don't say you've got to grow like this. Right. It's surrender and just nurture. I want to say off the heels of this, uh, the source of wonder event, uh, the comet has passed, but the tail light continues. Yes. We are uh, putting together an end of the year, um, a, a sort of a holiday edition to usher in 2020 wonder. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I wonder what it's going to be. <laughs> and um, it is going to be dedicated to the youth this time, mm. which is really um, Masami Sayonji, who is the, the creator and one of the initiators of the Fuji Declaration. And that was what we were celebrating, the mm. fifth anniversary of the Fuji Declaration vis-a-vis -vis the Source of Wonder event. Uh, and she, very, she is very dedicated to nurturing and fostering the youth and bringing the source yes. uh, or whatever we shall call it to um, their soul, their little souls and their larger souls and their growing souls. So we're going to do a kind of a best ofs. It's really a consolidated two hour excerpts of uh, the speakers, but now with this orientation towards a dedication to youth. Wonderful. So it's, it's really lovely. Yes. And, oh, no. And, um, and you must yeah. let me know when that happens and I'll share it like mad and, and I'll add it to the Source of Wonder page I have, which people can come back to and, and see all of that there. So I'm, certainly, I'm keeping it going because I just listening to some of the people on there. It just it's so enlightening. And it doesn't matter if you are an enlightener. We always be uh, get enlightened by other enlighteners because it's always a different perspective and it's a, it's a different ray of light and it's, it's a, a different ignition or it's just something that's a verification. So, you know, even if you are the light, you be amongst other lights because uh, it, um, you know, it's, it's something that we all need. That's the nourishment that we give each other. Absolutely. I've got a series coming out next year, a book called the Forgotten Children series. I've actually done some podcasts on it, but I'm going into a book and I'm going to be probably doing at least three, three books in this. And each person is a contributor in it. I believe that we have forgotten our children, not only in the nourishing, the nurturing and the raising of them, but also the forgotten child with inside and in most people's problems and disconnect in their lives is because they've disconnected from their inner child or their inner child was abused, neglected or something in some way. Uh, that injured child makes an injured adult. And we're gonna be doing an entire book series on that because if we don't invest in our children, our children are our future. And if we don't give them all the light and love and whatever they need, we're going to just be back in a dysfunctional future. And we don't want that. Been there, done that. That was yesterday. It's a new day. Let's make sure that we carve out this new day with fruitful soil for our beautiful innovators to grow. Mm. My God, that almost sounds like something worth celebrating, worth having a party about. <laughs> yes. Synchronistry party. Yes. <laughs> party for the planet celebrating every living being. Yes. I, I want to sort of bring this to a, a hopefully an uplifting ending because um, I have been working for 34 years now almost as, as you already know on a it's a little miracle project. Uh, it is a party for the planet mm -hmm. to celebrate um, our multicultural worldwide history and every living being broadcast live worldwide. Mm -hmm. And I am talking serious fun, a party. Yes. Uh, but, you know, uh, something that occurs on every continent simultaneously. Uh, and of course, like any good hostess knows, a great fete is only as good as its guest list. Mm -hmm. And right now this planet is a mess. So we still yeah. have a little bit of uh, priming the planet for party time mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. But 
in these coming It's not celebration years. time, it's exploration time. That's right. I like that. <laughs> Hopefully in the years to come, mm -hmm. there will be reason to do this um, mega event, which has mm -hmm. never been done before, where it really, uh, where there is no special person anymore, where everybody and every being becomes the star of the show. Yeah. And it's music driven, interstellar, a kick-ass wow event that is for us all, like a right. massive gift to everybody. We've never had that before. Don't we deserve that instead of historic create um, catastrophe and, and calamity? Well, we, so we get world news when it's a catastrophe. Why can't mm -hmm. we get world news when it's something to celebrate? We don't celebrate celebration, do we? Yeah, but right? because it's never dazzling enough. No. And this time we can prove that Uplift can be absolutely we'll phenomenal. We'll be dazzle it. <laughs> <laughs> but we have time still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful to, to share with you today, tonight, wherever people are. Yeah, wherever people are. No, it's always a delight to have you here. It most certainly is. And so, you know, for people to um, go back and listen to The Source of Wonder, mm -hmm. um, I have it here as is we're going to be closing off with your wonderful show you know generating soul s-o-u-l our o-u-r power for a brighter world your music video uh, which was wonderful and it's here on your show page anyway um, but give them the sites that you want people to have love and uh, obviously then come here to selfdiscoverymedia.com and put in your name and all four shows that you've done with me will be there plus the uh, source of wonder series but but give people the other sites on how they can get a hold of you. All right. Well, my, <laughs> oh, it's always a mouthful. Making history in synchronicity. Synchronistory. Mm -hmm. So com is my website with the future party. The website is going to be re revamped for early spring next year. So right now it's still the fossilized version. Mm -hmm. We also have the sourceofwonder.com uh, website with all of the, the uh, past programs as well as the individual uh, thumbnail uploads daily right through till the end of the year. Wonderful to check that. Uh, and I would also like to say Irvin Laszlo's fantastic book which was part of the initiation of the source of wonder event reconnecting to the source a wonderful read mm -hmm. i highly recommend it and john bunzel's simple simultaneous policy mm -hmm. simple.org simple s-i-m-p-o-l Org. Exactly. Yeah. Simultaneous policy. Yeah. So, and also come back and listen to him on Let's Get Sync series um, yes. because it, he really just laid it all out. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And Pashang and Robert yes. and, and, and so many others. Yes, so many others. So, I mean, it was really a wonderful series, which I definitely would like to do again, you know, under, under something yes. else because um, it was just, you know. Yes, I just thought of Hindu Ibrahim also. Yes, Wonderful yes. Hindu. All people that were completely passionate, you know, about what they do. You know, Mila. Uh, Popovich yes. and uh, you know so many more. Um, our wonderful ambassador, um, Flora, right? Ah, um, uh, yeah, Flora. I'm now I'm from the Let's Get Sincere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Now I'm blanking. 
Yes, yes, me too, me too, me too. But that's just very, very simple. I just go to my yeah, next get yeah, sync yeah. thing. <laughs> and the thing is worthwhile coming and listening to because of all the people that are on there that have shared so much. And the, you know, the beautiful thing, what I loved about it, none of them are on the high horse. It doesn't matter what position they've got in the world. This is a, a commitment from them to change the way the world looks at life. So there's Nick Duffel, John Bunzel, Prashant. Paula, Paula. Paula, Paula, that's Paula. it. Paula, yes. And Paula, Robert, mm -hmm. Mila, Kat, Huber, yes. uh, Helen Lindmark, Mark yeah. Jean Blaise, Anne yeah. Kumberger, Yushiyuki uh, Momoto, who I've actually interviewed him a few times, actually. He's wonderful. Um, and then, of course, um, I did, I added to it was the wonderful Polly Higgins, uh, mm -hmm. who we lost this, this year, uh, which was such a shame because, you know, the work that she's been doing to pass a law of, um, of you know, of, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, her work continues on, but it was such a shame. And Robert Williams, who's been in this energy water for a long time, and Rennie Sheldma, a uh, documentarist, and, of course, uh, the Hindu. Um, so many beautiful people and you know they all gave their time which is absolutely wonderful and so much to learn but I think this is something that you know what we can leave people off with is please give the time to listen and be inspired by other people because inspiration is invitation when you're inspired by the work these people are doing and you're infused about it, it is an invitation for you to step up and do something yourself. And for some people who say, oh, I don't want to do anything, when you're going to get left behind. Sorry, calling it as it is. Because we all have to participate. We all have to share. We all have to, we're all given a gift that we're meant to bring to the table. And when you step into that gift and you start sharing, then you become an inspiration for someone else. So if you really want to learn how or to ignite your heart and soul, to become a part of the source, to live in wonderment of what's coming, listen to these shows. Listen to the source of wonder. Listen to these other people that have dedicated their lives to it. 34 years you've been doing this with such passion and conviction. And your fulfillment dream is not yet there. But with the source of wonder, it most certainly was a step in the right direction. And there's so much more to come from you, I know. And that's because you are committed. And that's the important thing. So if you want to be inspired, then make sure that you step up, not only into your own gift, but listen to other people because other people will show you your own gift. You'll start recognizing it in yourself as you listen to other people. So true. So true. There's so many surprising voices also of, of change. I, I also think of Prince Alfred of Liechtenstein, who most people don't think of royalty yeah. as being self-possessed in the soulful sense. And he really communicated. And Fabrizio Hochschild from the United Nations, Under Secretary General. Now, there are, there are a lot of um, voices, diverse voices, yes. as well as those that we've come to know, like Deepak and Lynn yeah. McTaggart and so forth. So, and again, people like Pesheng. So they're all yeah. out there. Yeah. And even the ones that we're not aware of, like the- I mean, the look at Diana's son, Harry, yes. you know? I mean, he's following in his mother's footsteps. He was willing to walk away from his life because he had a passion and a conviction that wasn't in the line with what they wanted to do and what he wanted to stand for. That takes courage. And that is so inspiring. 
Now you can step away from the expectations of others to follow your own conviction. True. But thank God you haven't stepped away from your passion. <laughs> thank you so much, Sarah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Can you spell synchronosidori for people who are just listening? Yes, and someday I'll teach you how to say yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I never, I never say it properly. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, synchronistory. Let me, let me see if I can, I have to write it as I'm saying it. S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-N-I and the word story, synchronistory. Synchronistory. There we go. Don't worry. You'll have a lot of time to practice. (laughs) Just some of those words that you can't get around. My dyslexia wants to take me in another direction. (laughs) All good. Uh, So I'm viewers and your listeners. I just want to say that ever and always, even if they don't agree, thank you for being willing to just listen. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, please go back and listen. I mean, the thing is the way you've done it, you know, there's three hours on this one Saturday and four hours on another, because of the way you've done it, you can always fast forward to somebody else. If there's somebody else of different interest, it doesn't matter. Um, I have the audio version of it too, that's going to be going up. So if people want to just listen to it by audio and not just by YouTube, the whole point is, you can be driving to work, you can be doing the dishes, you can be doing the gardening, and you can be listening to this and, and just getting so much enlightenment and, and, uh, and the music. And of course, we're closing out with your song, which is absolutely beautiful. Tell people a little bit about your song before we close off. All right. Well, we, everybody talks about, you know, uh, with the environment, solar power, but there's another kind of power that lives inside mm. of everybody our Even own generator don't believe it could live it lives in that one too and it's called soul so i'm inviting everybody to regenerate resource yourself this holiday season and long beyond with solar power soul our power mm-hmm. s-o-u-l wonderful Sit back, listen to the song. It's going to uplift you. It's very different, just like her language is different and the way that she expresses herself. It is in the song. And that's what's so wonderful because she really takes you on a journey. It's not just a nice little tune. She takes you on a journey with the song. Dive in, close your eyes, listen to it. Don't do it if you're driving. Keep your eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the song, take the journey along with her. Um, Again, all you only have to do is just put in um, Alison Goldwyn in selfdiscoverymedia.com you see all four of her shows plus her song there and uh, the link to the source of wonder and the link to the let's get synced series it's all there please come back and listen to all her other shows as well she is an illumination and uh, it's wonderful to have her in the world bringing all these people together and uh, i know there's a lot more to come from you and i can't wait for your next episode <laughs> and heart right back to you and yes controversial or not please wear a mask argue about it later but wear it right now (laughs) yes (laughs) oh it's wonderful having you here Alison my love much love to you I loved it bless you (laughs) (laughs) and to everyone out there remember if you're willing to listen to other people on their journey they will ignite your own and please I promise you it's worth taking that journey into your self-discovery 
discovering what your beautiful instrument is, how to bring it to the orchestra in life, create that symphony that resonates out. I promise you when you're there, you'll never want to go back and you'll understand what life is all about. Until next time, bye for now. Who am I? Where do I come from? Where am I going? Who are you? Where do you come from? Where are you going? One world One globe One earth One We got a generation.
We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.